Hey, y'all. Welcome back. This is episode 100, I think. Maybe, or should I should go this way. Yeah, I should go this way because, you know, I, but episode 100, we have finally made it. Um, and of course, it's the week of the brawl. So excited. Um, tonight, if you were watching, you see that my normal co-host is not yet here. Kevin is still in traffic, according to a text message about 15 minutes ago. Um, he has yet to respond to see if he's actually going to join us. But the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Leland Reed, has graced our presence because we're going to deep dive into West Virginia football tonight. Yeah, it, it may not be an exciting conversation, but we're definitely going to. <laughs> it will be a very interesting one because I want to talk about the first game. I want to talk about the Duquesne game. Uh, really, I want to talk about before the Lightning's storm and the weather alerts mainly because i think that's the team we're going to get this year moving up moving forward yeah um but let's first quickly talk about you know the nfl week one is completely in the books the greatest ending to the jets season has ever happened um i do feel bad for aaron yeah. Rodgers, but when i texted my wife monday night that aaron Rodgers tore his achilles all she sent back was crying with laughter emojis. Yeah, it, it was a very Jets way for the season to start. I mean, I my boss is a huge Jets fan, and all I could really say to him was sorry. I, I don't know what else to say because for that to happen with all the hype, and I mean, I was bought into the hype. I thought they were going to be really good, mm -hmm. and they probably were going to be really good because they have so many weapons, and for that to happen four plays in, it sucks, but it's also a very Jets thing to happen. Yeah, it's I, I keep seeing all the memes and all the stuff. And then I, I always just go back to the one picture I've seen. And it's like the fantasy football kit team. And he loses by 0 0.06 points because Rogers got hurt. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I don't think the Jets will. They'll be OK. Zach yep. Wilson is Zach Wilson. He threw a pick right to Milano, and Milano was really just standing in front of him. Um, the defense will carry them like they've done in the past few years under Robert Sala, but I think that's it. I don't think we're going to. Yeah, I mean, I think the big key for their season is to keep Brees Hall healthy this year. If he stays healthy and Wilson is even serviceable, I think they can make the playoffs because that division, other than – I mean, the Dolphins and Bills are super good – the Patriots, eh, sorry, Merritt. That's um, okay, we, we're eh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I think they could back their way into a playoff spot. It's going to be tough, mm -hmm. but they've shown the Bills are beatable, so you never know what could happen, but, I mean, I, I can't see Zach Wilson carrying them to the playoffs, so they're going to have to rely on the run game and the defense. Yeah, and it sucks because, you know, you had um, Garrett Wilson, who's looking to be like a stud, Sorry, Zach's not going to be able to get you that ball every single play. No. Um, but let's let's not talk about that game. I want to talk about your team. <laughs> um, one, I hate your kicker because he screwed me in fantasy. I'm sorry. Um, two, wow. Yeah, they can't beat the Browns. I mean, that was bad though. The, the Browns just have the Bengals number, and it's been that way since Burrow got to Cincinnati, and. I don't really know why, but there's just something about the Browns where 
Cincinnati acts like they've never played football before. And I truly don't know what it is. Oh, he finally joined. I know that is the interesting part. The simple fact that though is that Joe Burrow only threw for 82 yards. Right. And if you subtract how many times he got sacked and everything, I think the numbers actually were like 54 yards of yeah. beyond the, the um, line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, it, the Browns defense is legit. Oh, it's they, extremely good. I think the Browns are good period, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing to say, but I just, there's something about them and the Bengals offensive line is still not good. Whatsoever. No, it's still, it's, they released Browns one of their offensive linemen. Right. This, Lele Collins or whatever. Yeah. So there's that. And then when you have Miles Garrett working on his uh, crossover and between the legs. Exactly. You know, you're going to have a bad day. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think they'll bounce back this week. Um, it's not an easy task. They have the Ravens this week. So it's not like it's going to get any easier. But yeah. Burrow plays much better against the Ravens. So I would expect them to bounce back, but we'll see. Yeah, I think they'll they'll get it figured out. It's first week, and everyone's yeah. giving them a hard time. I go, Burrow did not play for, what, six weeks? Yeah. So his timing's off with his receivers. It, everything is just a step slow for him. Yep. He'll, he'll figure it out by week three or four, and the Bengals will be totally fine. Yeah, they've been terrible at the beginning of the year the last two seasons, and, and they turned it around. Look at where they've gone the past right. two seasons. Exactly. Now, just hopefully they don't regress and don't make that final game. And, you know, so we'll yeah, see. I, I worry about the defense because the defense definitely isn't what it was since they lost all the players in the secondary. But we'll see. I, I think that they're definitely a playoff team. I at the beginning of the season or really in the preseason, I was saying they're probably the best team in the North. But mm-hmm. honestly, the way the Browns looked, the Browns may be the best team in the North. Oh, I, yeah, they might. Um, but again, it's early in the year. Um, how much can you rely on Nick Chubb for a whole right. season? How much are you going to put on, you know, Deshaun Watson's shoulders? And no offense to the Browns fans, Mari Cooper's good, but you don't have a stud on the outside to help you. Right. So, right. I, I'm intrigued to see what happens. Um, Kevin is here. I don't know what's going on. It just says his name, so he might join. I, I don't know. It's Kevin. His computer probably broke, and he's just... That sounds right. Yeah. Um, What else happened? Oh, FIBA. The U.S. failed to medal. They lost to Canada in overtime. Yeah. Germany won the whole damn thing. And then yeah. Latvia came in second, I think. I don't know. I honestly didn't watch any of it, and... That's mainly because our team didn't have anyone that interested me. I mean, yeah, there's some cool young players that were on the team, but for the most part, it just didn't do it for me. So I kept up with the scores, but I didn't really pay much attention beyond that. Same here. I only I saw like the highlights on Instagram and that was it. And then I saw that LeBron James is leading the charge to get Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Seth Curry, Jason Tatum, and Devin Booker, Lillard, all on the team for the Olympics, so that yeah. what happened now does not happen again. Right. Which I, I, I'd be cool with. And yeah, Kevin, 
thank you for finally joining. It's been a pleasure to see you. Yeah, I've been here for the last like 15 minutes that just apparently I forgot to turn the camera on. So whoops. And, and you didn't have a mic on because we didn't hear you if you were saying anything. Yep. Didn't hear anything. What's up, Leland? How are you, sir? I'm good, Kev. How are you? <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you talked about FIBA. I mean, honestly, the minute that they probably heard Dylan Brooks Brooks put up 40 points on them, pretty much just said it all that they were just not going to have that ever happen again. No. And Leland, you're right. I mean, I'll be honest. The only reason I tuned in is because my star point guard, Jalen Brunson, was on there. Sure. And yeah. literally the lack of star power for this USA team was so absolutely flagrant and horrible. I just like, it's like, where the hell was everybody? Like, right. what were you doing? I I didn't like it. I remember when the teams were announced, I was like, so that guy comes off the bench. That guy also comes off the bench. He gets maybe 15 to 20 minutes a game. And who the hell is this guy? Right. So I think lesson learned for Team USA. Again, we're not the country where they just go ahead and put squads together. You know, if you think about the NBA, who are the top players right now? It's all probably, I would say, Four out of the top five are international players. They've been catching up, so we need to get with it. But, yeah, that's what I got on that one. Well, also, it was just all the time frames on when these games are played. And I'd like to point hey, out- there is, It was in the Philippines, so I was able to at least watch a couple of them. So I stayed. I, I, I woke up from after my 5 a.m. gym class went and watched those classes, those games, and some were okay, some were eh, but yeah, the struggle's real. Also, I'd like to point out that Daniel Tice for Germany out-rebounded and outscored Porter Jr. and someone else by like double. And those two are your perennial perimeter guys and big men. And Daniel yeah. Tice made them look like a fool. So there's that. I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys. Um, but let's just get into the fun part of this episode. We're going to talk West Virginia. We're going to talk about the brawl. We're going to talk about all the stuff that's going on with the football team. Basketball team, per usual, there's nothing to talk about right now. Which, Thankfully. That's thank actually God. a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- because if there was stuff, you know, I, I think we'd all be scared at this yeah. point. I- I'd be worried. Someone told me there was an update for the basketball team. I'm big. No. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing good's coming from that. The more quiet it is, the better. Oh, 100%. Um, so, Leland, you were at the game last week. How yeah. was it? Yeah, I know you mentioned before we started recording that you left uh, during the rain delay or weather delay. So how was it? How's the atmosphere uh, and everything? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty subdued atmosphere, which you'd expect from Duquesne. You're not going to get the diehards or get the crazy atmosphere that we'll have this coming weekend. But I mean, for the most part, the crowd was into it in the beginning, but slowly lost interest. Um, I did hear some boos for some of the play calls, which I think those are justified after what we saw against Penn state. Um, 
So, I mean, it, it wasn't a normal game day in Morgantown by any means, but that's how it always is for those FCS games. It's never normal. It's always way more subdued than it is when you're playing a power five school or a rival or anything like that. But um, the game the play calling before the delay was suspect. I mean, when Neil Brown is calling the plays, nothing good's coming from it because he's just not a good play caller. And from what I've read, Chad Scott, the offensive coordinator, is who called the plays after the weather delay. Yeah, that's and what offense, I, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, the offense looked completely different. So hopefully Chad Scott is calling the plays this weekend because we need something. We need that offense in order to beat Pitt. Now, Pitt's not that good. Pitt isn't as good as they were last year. Pitt isn't as good as they were two years ago. But it's still a rivalry game. Anything can happen. It's got to be the best effort. I agree. Um, I I agree with the fact that we need to have Scott be calling the plays. Brown Brown is shown time and time again he's not an FBS play caller. He might be an FCS. It might work in the FCS where he came from with Troy and those lower level teams, but it does not work here. Yeah. And there's no consistency to it. It's the play calling makes no sense. There's no flow to the game. There's nothing. And the Penn state game is a good example of that. You're fourth and two and you're going to run a trick play with your backup quarterback. Why? Why do anything like that? I'm twitching. Who didn't even, even touched the field once before that play either. Right. 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 Brought him in cold for a trick play. Penn State knew what was coming. Everyone mm-hmm. in the crowd knew what was coming. It was just, it, there's too much of that. It's too conservative. And I understand that Garrett Green is not Will Greer or Gino. You know, he's not that kind of player, but he's dynamic. He can run the ball. Yeah. Let him run the ball. Let him get outside the pocket and make things happen. I think that's where he plays his best ball is when he's kind of improvising and doing things on the fly. And I don't think Neil Brown likes that. I think he likes having control. And obviously, I don't know. I This is just my gut and from watching the past four years. But, I mean, you got, sometimes you just got to let the players go and let them play. And that's going to bring you success. So, it, it is what it is with Neil Brown. I think we all know what we're going to get with him now, but he, something needs to happen to provide a spark. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've been on the bandwagon of get rid of him for quite some time. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about the Pittsburgh game in a minute here. But uh, I think just to touch on that point, Leland, Garrett Green, I mentioned it before, is short. So there was a podcast I listened to earlier this week, section 304, and they made a comment about it. And they said, do you think it's because the offensive line is so tall that if you watch his deep balls, they are beautiful. Besides that first one he threw in Penn State that literally hung for like a five-minute period, they all been great throws. But his short throws are god-awful. He can't. It's probably because he can't see over the line. He has to kind of see through it. So moving, having him move out of the pocket is probably the best way for him to do anything for us, truly. Yeah, I think so. And with his skill set and with our running backs who are studs, every single one of them are studs, our offensive line is playing out of their mind. I mean, 
in the beginning of the Penn State game, they were moving Penn State's defensive line and making them look like little kids. So why not cater to that? Why not, you know, design the offense around your best players? Move to a power run game. You don't need to do the air raid thing. If we throw one more bubble screen out to the uh, to the outside, to the receivers, when our receivers can't block and don't know that they're supposed to block most of the time, I'm going to go insane. Run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, when you watch the Penn State game, you saw how smooth whenever they would run the plays through Donaldson or if Gary Green had to, you know, improvise with a quarterback draw or something like that, the line and everything just flowed just perfectly. Then all of a sudden we want to go ahead and throw a random trick play or just throw it to the side. It, it didn't make any sense. Our strength is that inside of the interior line, the running game, and who knows, like, Penn State, we talked about it. You guys have probably talked about it earlier. We didn't even play like any of the guys that we got wide receiver-wise. No. And uh, do we even know if they're going to play this weekend or make an they appearance? Last, some of them played last weekend. Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason some didn't play at the Penn State game was one. I think two or three of them were actually hurt. Um, And then I don't know why. I think it was like the – one of the wide receivers or something, they had no idea why he didn't play. He was suited up. He was on the sideline. He just never touched the field. Yeah, I think we have a major problem with not wanting to play freshmen when the freshmen we have are dynamic playmakers. Rodney Gallagher last week had a touchdown catch, but of course he fumbled it out of the end zone trying to make a play. That's a freshman mistake. It's going to happen. But he's too fast. He's too shifty to not get the ball in his hands. So who cares if they're freshmen? you got to put your best players on the field. And at the end of the day, think about it this way, guys. Like, some of these freshmen are picking our school because they want to play. If they really wanted to sit and develop, they'd go ahead and take that money out of Alabama or Ohio State or Penn State like that. We should be playing these highly touted freshmen, and we keep hearing about these highly touted freshmen, but they won't get in the game. Like, that needs to... I mean, that that needs to change. Like, and I'm sure, like, I've, I talked to, like, my old roommate, shout out to my guy, Dan. Like, we talked about, like, Garrett Green is, what, a junior now? A red shirt junior, I think. Red, yeah. shir- red shirt junior. So, technically, he's a senior. So, yeah. and we still have Nico, who was a highly rated four-star recruit who came all the way from the other side of the country. And he's still, we haven't even seen what he can do. Like, why have we not even these giving him a chance to start throwing it. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's confusing. Like, the things, we we just need to change some things up. And I don't know when we're going to see that. You know, who knows? You, Maybe you something might happens. Saturday. You, you might, might see it Saturday if things get out of hand, out of nowhere. But, you know, that's just some two cents I wanted to throw in because you made up a great point, Leland. Like, well, for whatever reason, we're not playing the highly touted freshmen that they talk about so much for that, whatever that, reason. And that leads into a point of the breakout star from the Duquesne game, Clement. Yeah. He was Mr. I think he got the Mr. Moss Award for West Virginia. He was the best wide receiver to come out of the state of West Virginia two years ago. Phenomenal. He walked on to West Virginia. He didn't even get a scholarship. And now, granted, it's an FCS school. So by the point of time in that game that he had his two long touchdown 
catches, that team is gassed. That's fine. But how the hell do you not offer this boy a scholarship earlier? Like, he balled out. So if he is not on the field Saturday and you have somebody else out there that is not going to do anything, you're going to have fans riot. Again, I think someone pointed out that saying, like, he Neil Brown likes his transfers too, but he doesn't always use them the right way. Yep. Like the Penn State game is a great example. The kid from North Carolina State, phenomenal threat, but he's not fast. Right. So don't put him all the way on the outside and make him run 40 yards down the field. Make him do a quick slant in and he's a big body. I mean, everything we're saying here, it it just goes back to one thing. It's Neil Brown. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think you guys both know I was off the Neil Brown bandwagon after the pit game last year. You don't go forward on fourth and inches. I was with seven. you on that one. Right. So like since then, he's just been, I've been ready for him to go. He's too, I don't even know if cautious is the right word. He's too conservative. Now, don't get me wrong. Seems like a good dude, good ambassador, ambassador for the university, great recruiter, but he doesn't win games and he doesn't play an exciting style and WVU has lost the fan base. I mean, Saturday is going to be a different story because it is pit, but nobody's excited for WVU football anymore. And until we get rid of Neil Brown, which if we don't be pit, I would say Saturday is the day. Um, yeah. It's, it's just not going to change. Yeah. I'm looking, so I'm looking at our wide receivers. You guys just talked about it. So like, what do we got? We have wide receiver wise. So Jeremiah, Aaron, you know, junior from community college. We had Ronnie Gallagher is a freshman. You got Jay Sean Polk, who's a senior who transferred to us. Devin Carter, a senior who transferred for us. Traylon Ray. I remember he played in the Penn State game. He had that drop, which was super unfortunate. He needs to make sure he catches those. Gerald Williams, another redshirt freshman. Cortez Braham, a senior. And, E.J. Horton and Noah Massey, both a junior and senior, respectively. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's even more. You have Malashevich, Davis Malinger, Preston Fox. We have a whole lot of wide receivers. And then you have Hudson Clement, who's a redshirt freshman. So I don't know what they're going to do this weekend. I hope maybe they mix something up and start playing some of those other guys we don't know about. Because at this rate, if – Neil Brown's trying to keep his job. Doing might as well just job. might as well just throw the floodgates at it and try anything at this point. But yeah, I mean, today this weekend's gonna be a telling sign of what this football program is gonna look like the rest of the year. And it can either be an, on the ups and ups, or we can just go ahead and finish last in the Big Twelve, aka the Big Eighteen, because. Yeah. It I, is that honestly, I would rather, and this sounds horrible. I'd rather get rid of Neil Brown if we lose. Let someone else step in as the head coach. And I don't care if we lose every damn game at that point. I just want us to be more fun to watch. Yep. If we have a new if we have a coordinator that says, hey, let's just have some fun with it, and they just go out and start balling and having a good time. I would rather watch that and lose than watch 
the games that we've watched. Like yeah. Leela and I were making, we're talking about the Duquesne game before we jumped on, and I made the mo- the comment that I didn't watch much of it after the rain delay. You know, I didn't even want to watch what I was watching on the field because it was just so bad. Like, I'm sorry. You let up 17, 10, you're up, what, 14 to 10, 14 to 7 or something on Duquesne, and they score a first touchdown because their secondary is still god-awful. And that, let's be honest, the West Virginia secondary, even though we have some decent uh, cornerbacks in the NFL right now and safeties, it's always been god-awful. It's a sieve. It just leaks continuously. But I just, I'm at that point. I, even if we win, and if we just barely win, I, I would almost say, let's get rid of him. Like, I, My biggest thing is he took over in 2019. And take 2020 out of the equation because has, that's a weird year. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's a very weird year. Are we any better than we were in 2019? I don't Hell know. We have better players. We absolutely have better players because the recruiting, it's the best we've ever had. But nothing's happening with that. And that's what's mostly so concerning is we have great players, but what the hell are we doing with them? It's like they're trapped in this like other universe and we have no idea where they are. And then when it then when, we, when they finally start to come to fruition, then it's too late. They don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they our best players every year that Brown has been here have transferred out after a season i mean it's just it's the same thing every year we lose people in defense and it's not the nil that's not the issue because our nil program is great yeah it's one of the best in the country which you would never think little west virginia is doing that but i can't wait to get the beer by the way it's good i like it it? okay cool it's pretty good and they have it in the stadium yeah i heard so yeah it, it is pretty good but i mean our nil program is great so it's not like we're losing players because of money. We're losing players because they don't want to play for the coach. And, the, yeah. and that's funny is like a lot of the players say they love the coach. They love him. But I also, same idea. They love him, but he's just not playing them the right way. Right. He's not. It, it's all these things. Um, well, let's just let's just kind of jump into it then. Let's talk about the brawl. Let's see. Let's talk about that because that, that's really the biggest thing. Um that's happening for West Virginia for probably a while until next year's brawl in Pittsburgh. Um, Are they playing next year? I thought there's like a little bit of a break. Am I yeah. right? oh, they change it? Cause the last time I looked at a schedule, it said that we had Penn state at home. Then we played Albany and then we played Pitt again. You may be right. You, you I think it's be Penn right. state at home, Albany at home. Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. And I think, I think that's it for a while after that game. I think that gives us like a five, six year gap in between uh, the next brawl. But yeah, I, I could be wrong. 2025 and 26. That's the Alabama series. Maybe there's still potential that they cancel that. I hope not. Me neither. Cause that's why I bought my season tickets. So I could go to that game Yeah, or sell them, right. <laughs> make all the money back. Right. Um, but Let's just use the Penn State game. Let's use the Duquesne game. What team do we think is going to show up on that field come Saturday night at 730? 
I think it's a mix of what we've seen so far. Okay. Pitt can't stop the run. Cincinnati ran wild on them. Thank our God. running backs, our offensive line, they're better than Cincinnati. So we're going to come out, and I think we move the ball like we did against Penn State. I think the offensive line is dominant in the beginning. The question is, does the play calling get in the way of success? I think on the defensive side, Pitt's going to try to run the ball. That plays into our strengths on defense because our line and linebackers have been playing very, very well to begin the year, which I was worried about because I didn't think the line was going to be very good. I didn't think the linebackers were going to be very good, but they proved me wrong so far. So what is going to happen is can Pitt throw the ball and their quarterback, not a great quarterback. He can't really throw and he's already whining about getting booed. Right. So just imagine how it's going to be Saturday. I think he can easily be rattled. And if we get him rattled and get pressure on him, I'm not super worried. I think that we can control the game pretty well with our run game and with our defense. But the secondary is always a concern. I mean, if they have receivers getting loose and we're going to give up a couple touchdowns in the air, it's just going to happen. It's weathering that storm and making sure that our play calling isn't getting in the way of success. Yeah. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really going to be a matter of making sure we're getting the ball in the right people's hands. Like I was thinking on Penn state, when we watched that game, when I watched that game, why were we not feeding the beast the entire time? He was literally feasting. Every time he had the ball, and I get it, you want to save his touches. Like, and I was wondering because like there were times he was removed. Like, was he tired? Was it just like they wanted to give him like a couple plays? Because like literally the minute Donaldson got out the game, the complete offense completely changed. Like everything was different, and I was just so baffled. I'm like, we were literally running down their throats, mm-hmm. yet we decided to change it to change the. I don't know, to throw the defense off, I felt like we were feeding into the defense's hands. So I just really, really want to know, are we going to, like, are we going to just do that type of same play calling, or are we just going to be aggressive? I feel like you would hope after what happened last year, he would learn his lesson and, you know, go balls to the walls, because this is Pitt now. Like, this is Pitt, and this is at home. This is a night game. This is not some random other group of five person or another person from the Big 12. This is Pitt. This is a rivalry that has been well deep into anyone that's an alum from the fan base and people from the state of West Virginia. You need to understand that this is a very serious game and you need to do whatever it takes to win. There's none of this, oh, I'm just going to play to just get by. No, we need to stomp their throats if you're going to make some noise and give a little bit of hope to the fan base, because this is pit. And if you're not going to do that, then by Monday morning, then we should have a notification that he should be gone because like, I, 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 I don't know. And I've been also trying to figure out who we would have in mind to replace him. I'm sure there's people and I've thought of, some names that we could use but yeah it's this is frustrating because like you we, we all, we've all talked about it beat it with a dead horse like west virginia has been a program 
football wise, where it's like we're watching because we're alum and we love our school and we love mm-hmm. being a Mountaineer. It's not the way it was where it's like, oh, y'all, I love that West Virginia offense because they absolutely crush it. We ha- we we need to get back to that, like the excitement that other people that aren't just fans of us. We need to get rid of the vanilla offense and try something different. So we'll see what happens. I'm trying to say half glass half full instead of half empty. I think I'm I'm in the same bag as Leland with this one. I think we're going to mix of what kind of team is going to show up Saturday. I think the guys who were there last year are going to show up to play. I think some of your transfers will. Uh, If CJ does not touch the damn ball a minimum of 25 times, then our offense is running horrible. Um, The one caveat and one thing I do like that we're doing is we're actually involving the tight end. Yes. And that is phenomenal because that transfer from LSU, he is great. Yeah. He is a big body and he has beautiful hands. They they are already saying that he's an NFL tight end. So I'll take that. I, I think we need to go through him and Donaldson more. And honestly, if, we think Clement is that good. Let him have the ball. I want it. it oh, I want to see what he does. I want to see what Fox does without dropping the damn thing. Yeah. Because Liam, you mentioned it, the freshman who fumbled the ball out of bounds. Fox is the same exact way. Yeah. He is a shifty little guy who can get you extra yards every play. Yep. But everything goes through Donaldson. Everyone knows that. And if he's not out there, we're not winning. And if Neil Brown comes out and he just does his vanilla offense and plays not to lose, we lost. And Kevin, I don't think it's a notification on Monday. I think as we're driving back to New York and New Jersey, we get the notification that he's fired. Because you you can't wait till Monday. If, If he... It's almost like the Lane Kiffin situation when he was at USC and he got stomped by ASU. He got back to USC and was told, don't get on the bus. I, I'd want Ren Baker to be sitting in Neil Brown's office after the game to talk with him and be like, this, this is not what we want. This is not what I signed up for. It's time to move on. Yeah, and- I don't think there's a way that he can move forward if we lose Saturday because the fan base is already lost. The fan base and the donors are going to be ready to riot basically to get him out of town. And he's going to be run out of town. And again, like I said earlier, good ambassador for the school, good ambassador for the state, great recruiter, but results on the field, they have to be better than what they are. And I'm not so unrealistic that I expect us to be competing for a Big 12 or a national title every year. That's not who we are. But every three years, every four years, absolutely. Yeah, I expect us to be having a winning record every year and being competitive. Even yep. if that winning record is seven and six. Yep, I agree. I, I'm okay with that. I, and it's very weird to say that because, you know, I want win. I want, I'm used to my team's winning. Dude, but, I'm I'm used to us having at least a bowl game every year. Right. Like I love college bowl season. 
and I look forward to whatever ridiculous bowl we go to. And we're we can we can't even get in a, a bowl bowl. Like, like what the hell? Like yeah. I would love if we can just get back to that. Like us, our fan base get excited that we're gonna be competing for something at the end. Like when was like what it did where when was the last time we were in a bowl? Uh 2020. No, no. Yeah. no, 2021. We made one in 2021 because yeah. we, I think, um, did we win that one? Yeah, no, no we won the in tw- we won the year before that. Yeah, we beat Navy in 2020. Yeah, in the Memphis, the the isn't it the Liberty Auto Zone? Yeah, I think that was the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, Liberty Bowl or whatever they call it now. Um, yeah, yeah like 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 let 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 us get those again. Just some sort of bowl game, so like we can see see like our team was. Some sort of success, yeah. like we and can't you know even what, say that. What I want to like mention with Leland saying that the donors, the fan base, they'll riot if we lose Saturday. I can guarantee you that Morgantown itself may not survive. We have we've been there when we've won games. We've been there when they've lost games we shouldn't have, and we've seen what happens. It is crazy. Morgantown is a ridiculous place. Things happen. But also, like, the donors and everyone will pull their money together to get rid of him. Yeah. They will do the – if they fire him, I know they still own, what, $17 million, $12 million, whatever it is. Fine. Give him the damn money. Let him go off in the sunset. He'll never have to work again in his life. Good for him. But we have to move on. Right. If if that happens Saturday, we have to be done with him. Yeah. I, and another thing that we can't have happening is, I mean, Pat McAfee. I love Pat McAfee. He's great for WVU. He's one of the biggest sports figures in the world. He's trashing Neil Brown on a show, which I love personally because Neil Brown deserves every bit of criticism. But you can't have your truly your most famous alum on national TV, on his radio show, on ESPN, trashing your coach because we're basically a Mac school but he's not wrong and that's the bad part if it was like a personal vendetta or something like that that's a different story but McAfee hasn't said anything that's not true that's yeah. true that's true and what else did he say um he also was telling us that everyone that you know college game day was going to be in Morgantown no it's going to be stupid Colorado because Colorado decided to beat the pants off of two teams, and now they're going to go beat the pants off of a literally an FCS school. That's what Colorado State is, and I have friends that went there. I'm sorry, but it is an FCS school, not an FBS school. And, well, Colorado is here. They were coming. They're here. I, and I, I'm still not a full-on believer. I'm a believer. I, I'll see. I, I think I'm they're going to win more games than what I predicted, but I still am not a full-on believer of of the whole thing. I'm a believer. I not, but I, I, you know, I, they're going to, they're going to, I think their, their toughest challenges is going to be USC, USC and and Oregon. Oregon. If they can stay well. And I totally forgot, but I guess they're not playing them this year. We got to worry. They got to also worry about university of Washington. Um, I don't know how that, I don't know how the PAC 12 works. Like, how do you not all play each other's teams? That doesn't make any sense to me, but they're not playing the Huskies this year, apparently Colorado. So, but yeah, I'm I'm a believer of Dion. 
and everything. We'll see how his team handles Oregon in a in a two in a week or so. Yeah, they play him. So they play Oregon on the twenty third. Then they play USC on the thirtieth. Yeah. Then they play ASU, Stanford bye week. Then they go to UCLA. Then they play Oregon State, Arizona, and then they finish it off against Wazoo and Utah. Yeah, non easy schedule. No. I mean, really, Oregon USC back to back is going to be tough. Oregon State has looked good so far. So, DJ, yeah, DJ Ogulele. has look, looked really good. So it, it's going to be interesting. I'm not 100 sold. They're better than I expected them to be. Shadur Sanders is an insane quarterback. He's so much better than I thought he was going to be. Travis Hunter is one of the best players I've ever seen already. I mean, just the way he's playing both sides of the ball and really playing most snaps on both sides of the ball. You just don't see that anymore. So they are better than I expected them to be. But we'll see how good they are in the next few weeks. Well, let's not divert off of why we're here, because we're going to talk Colorado and have fun with it, too. Um, But do we think this team can win and avenge last year's horrible loss in Pittsburgh? I do. I, and the only reason I think so is Pitt is worse than they were. So, and I think the crowd will be a factor. I oh. think WVU fans have been looking for something to get fired up about anything when it comes to football. So I think the atmosphere is going to be probably the craziest since Oklahoma in 2018. If I had to guess, it, it's going to be rowdy in there. Yeah, I am in agreement on that. This is something that we have been talking about ourselves for like the last year and a half because we all know that it's a, it's different when you're in Morgantown. Not only just in Morgantown, it's different when you're in Morgantown and you're at playing a night game. So I anticipate us, you know, handling handling Pitt because they are not as good as last year. They don't have all those NFL players they did uh, last year. And we should we should take this. We should be going home happy. Like I should be sleeping in Merritt's car on Sunday, happy that we have a win. And dreaming and about snoring all, happily. And dreaming about the silos. Don't forget the silos. Yes, the silos that Merritt is gonna throw me in because my snoring is loud. Probably. I'll stop and roll you into one and be like, bye, Kevin. Beautiful. Um, I do. I think we do win this. You know, mainly like you said, Leland. Pittsburgh got a lot worse. Their quarterback is trash. Um, our defensive line may not be as good as it used to be, but we still have some really good studs on that line. Our linebacking core, very good. Um, running packs, even the wide receivers. I'll, I'll give the wide receivers their 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 flowers on this. They are a good group. Are they the best? Heck no. Um, the tight ends are great. The only things that I'm worried about, of course, are the secondary. If we lose a pit player and that quarterback sees it, it's a touchdown. We just can't stop them. And I do worry about Green. You know, if he – I love that he's mobile, but if he gets out of that pocket, that's the only downside is that he could get destroyed. Um, and he doesn't like to slide. We all know that. We, we've seen no. it. He he will fight for the extra yards, which I love. 
but I don't want him to go out there and get hurt and us have to potentially rely on Nico, who has not had any true experience at this point. Um, but the crowd's going to be the biggest factor. We were we showed up last year, and we're 75% of the stadium was West Virginia fans. Um, I don't really anticipate seeing many Pitt fans at this game. It has been completely sold out. There's no more tickets for it through West Virginia. You have to buy it on the secondary market. And those prices are ridiculous at this point. So um, it's all, it's going to be blue and gold. See, stripe the stadium night. Um, so make sure Cannot you wear the right wait. Been literally waiting the whole week, time down. Dude, my bag moment. has been packed since Sunday. I have been ready to go. I bought... Because of how much shit we're bringing, because we have to bring the gr- my griddle, bringing the cornhole, like all this stuff, I bought a like a, a storage container for the top of my wife's car. I have to put on it tomorrow night. Like, Amazing. That is how much shit we're bringing, and how anticipated like I am of this game. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I I just hope you have room for my stuff. I don't have room for you. You have to drive yourself. I mean, I I anticipated that, but you know, you, you will it. be curled up in your little seat, snoring away, while we all throw shit at you and try to see if we can get it in your mouth. I can't freaking wait. Just don't foam in your mouth. I was just gonna say, I have a question for you guys. Oh boy, yeah. So, and take Saturday out of the equation. End of the season, Neil Brown is no longer the head coach. Okay. Who's replacing them? So, an idea that came to mind, because I kept reading about it, and I thought it was interesting because I honestly thought this person would have been a great hire when they were doing this search. I was thinking at first, NC State defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, because he's a defensive coach. He is from West Virginia. And... It wouldn't be it would be wouldn't be a hard sell for him to try and get guys to come here. I mean, obviously the biggest question would have been what's an offense gonna look like, but what has our defense looked like the last couple of years? It's been Swiss cheese. And he would fix that. And I believe that having someone that understand and I, I if I read this article properly, the last time our defense was the best was that time period he was here when it was like Carl Joseph and KJ Dillon and all those guys. So if he were to, and he hasn't had a head coaching opportunity yet, which I was very surprised here. Um, but, you know, he's, I just think someone that has that appreciation for the state and knows how important West Virginia football is to the state. I think it would be like a, such a good hire. I just don't know what his, what else he would bring, but I just know from what I've read and everything that would be a, a something of a change because we've been dealing with this whole air raid, air raid offense for so long that it would be interesting to see what it's like from the head coach perspective that the focus and emphasis and expertise is defense. Merritt, I'll let you go before I answer. I don't want anyone that's ever been a coach here back. To be completely honest, I love Tony Gibson. I think he's one of the best coaches we've ever had. We need some money fresh. We need somebody that's never been a part of the program because 
what I see the issue with bringing anyone back to the program is they're going to try to revert the program back to what they wanted it to be back then. It's not that anymore. Tony Gibson left and he has done phenomenal at NC State. NC State's defense is one of the best in the country, you know, year in and year out since he's been there. Do we need that? Yes. Honestly, the one guy, and I think we've kind of talked about it before when we first started talking about this last year. I like the guy down Appalachian State, Sean Clark, mainly for the simple fact that he took Appalachian State, which is a subpar FBS school, and has made them a national powerhouse over overnight. It, it's not something that's probably sustainable, but we've seen it two years in a row. They've taken North, they beat North Carolina in overtime last year. This year, they just barely lost to him in overtime. They he finds the players that can fight, and he finds the guys that are going to get down and dirty and do their job. And he's a pretty good recruiter. I like the fact that he's also from a mountain state that we're kind of from. He understands the vibe that West Virginia brings. He's already a technically a mountaineer anyway. True. He just goes to the better colors afterwards. But I would like that. I, I think someone that has never been in the program is what we need. We need to we need a fresh breath of air um, at this point. So, all right, Leland, who who do you want? Or wait, 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 hold think? on. I, just, I, have, I have a devil's advocate. Yes. Real quick. So you just mentioned, yes, he, you know, this guy from Appalachian State, he brought up this program again. But isn't that similar to what we did when we hired Neil Brown? That's True. again doing the same thing. But and I would say I like your I like your thought process of somebody that hasn't been a part of the program. Mm -hmm. But I think I would be I think I would like someone that has at least had some sort of power five experience within that, maybe. I I can agree. The only thing I will say is Brown came from FCS. Clark comes from FBS. So isn't Troy FBS too? They're just the Sun Belt. I yeah, thought they were okay. Well, I thought they're FCS from what everything I've read. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thought. But I do agree, Kevin. That is a good devil's advocate on that one for sure. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that too. In the beginning of the year, and really end of last year, with the way Texas A and M was playing, my fingers were crossed that the donors at Texas A&M were going to get fed up with Jimbo Fisher and fire him. And I think if that happened, it may be a stepping stool for Jimbo, but bring Jimbo home and let him coach. But A&M's actually good this year. So that's not going to happen. But there's a school, Jacksonville State, that has somebody that we're very familiar with. <laughs> and I think that enough time has went by that if we were to be searching for a coach, I think you're doing a disservice to the school to not at least entertain the idea of Rich Rodriguez coming back. And I mean, I'll never forget the 2007 season. I was there when Pitt beat us. I'll never forget him leaving the next day. Like, I'll never forget any of that. But enough time has passed. He has talked about it enough to know that it wasn't all him. He, he wasn't getting what he needed to take WVU to the next level. So WVU is at that next level. We have players that fit his style 
and Jacksonville State just moved up to FBS, and they're beating the shit out of people. They Why just not? got the shit kicked out of them last week. I thought they won last week. No, they lost. Well, they, they beat the shit out of Eastern Tennessee State, and yeah. then they got throttled 30 to 16 against Coastal Carolina. No, that's true. I forgot they played Coastal. That's fine. Either way. Coastal's good, they're, though. They're so two and can, one. Yeah. They're two and right. one right now. Yeah, Coastal is good. But why not? It can't be worse. It can't be worse than what we have now. It really can't be. It's and really it, interesting because Merritt has been saying that he he wouldn't want Rich Rod. I I think it'd be an interesting one. I think I can agree with what Leland said. It's been time enough that he has that maybe wounds have time healed. heals all wounds. But I'm also still in the fact that I don't want I, I want someone new. I think even if we can consider Rich Rod a repeat and quote unquote new because he's got a new mentality from what I've been hearing and seeing and reading. I don't know. Uh, it's I'd like to see what we can do. Honestly, if we want to go a route of former coach or former player, I'd love at least if we had the conversation with Pat White, just the conversation. He doesn't have to get the job. He come back and be the head off. He could be off offensive coordinator or whatever. But I think someone like that would draw your attention. And that's draw really funny people. you said that because I was thinking that same idea because of just the way we approached our men's basketball team with bringing back guys like Deshaun and Alex Rupp. I feel like that would be such a great philosophy for football too. What would you do to have – wouldn't you love having someone like maybe Stedman Bailey coaching your wide receivers? And he said he's wanted to do it for years. And Neil Brown has literally been like, nah, we're going to have this dude do it. Yeah. This guy is arguably one or two, depending on who you talk to, best receiver to ever play at West Virginia. Probably top three. Oh, he's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my mind, it's him. It's Tavon Stedman and then um, Kevin White. In my mind, those are the top three to me. And they can go, depending on the day, they can go in any order. I think Tavon stays at one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tavon is the best all around. Stedman may be the best natural receiver. Yeah. Because he could catch anything. I would put David Sills up there with him. Yes. Yes. Of course. Sills caught anything you threw his way. I mean, Chris Henry is up there too. But I mean, to have somebody who caught everything telling your coach that he wants to help and not bring that in. It's just insane to me. Yeah. And, and you know, the next coach will actually, depending on who it is, potentially might actually listen to Stedman yeah. um, and bring him on. Like, I don't even care if you tell him he's going to be a grad assistant or he's yeah. an assistant yes. coach. He wants to be there. He loves that place. Right. We all see it every time he's talked about it. He glows when he talks about West Virginia, right. bring him on. Um, so we'll see. I, we might know more by the end of next week who the new head coach is, or we might have to really wait till the end of the year to see Neil Brown get fired. Well, also think about this way. Luckily, we have a new AD who is looking to do things that are fresh and try to refresh yeah. a program that has realistically kind of just stuck into their ways that are 
you know, times is times are changing. So yeah, Shane Lyons. Yeah. Yeah. It's all his Screwing fault. Freaking asshole. Um all right. So I'll ask this next one and then I'll I have another one after. Um who's the difference maker uh for West Virginia in this game? And I don't want to hear CJ because we've all literally said CJ is what needs to win, but who is the defensive player or the offensive player? You can do both. That will make the difference for us. I'll go for defense. I think key person in this game is going to be – I'll give you two for defense. I think Lee Kogba. Lee, Lee Koba. Lee Koba. I think that's how you, how you pronounce it. I think he needs to control that defense in the middle. And I would go Beanie Bishop. We've heard tons of rave. The, the coaching staffs have raved about this guy. He needs to show up because this is Pitt. And yes, you got beat up by Penn State. Cool, but you need to show why you're here in this rivalry game for uh for us. So those two for defense. Offensively, I was gonna say, is it Devin Carter, the wide receiver, for us? I think, yeah, Devin Carter. The I kid think from North he, Carolina State. If there's gonna be a wide receiver that's gonna do something for us, he needs to come up big. He needs yeah. to come up. He needs to catch the passes that are thrown to him. It needs to make things happen. You are redshirt senior. It's your last year. You know, you should be really trying to ball out. Yeah. I mean, on defense, I think Sean Martin is an important piece because he's been so disruptive the first two games on the line. As long as he stays healthy, I know he got a little banged up. Um, but as long as he's healthy, I think that he's the difference maker on defense. And then on offense, I really think it's it comes down to a couple people. I think the running backs behind CJ, because he's he can't carry the ball every time. It's like every play, he can't be the one carrying the ball. He's got to get some breaks. So I think we need the running backs to continue to progress and look good. But then I also think the receivers, like we were talking about, I think you got to get Gallagher on the field. you got to get the ball in his hands because he's such a dynamic playmaker. And he should be pretty fired up for this game. He's from Uniontown. He knows what the game means to both sides, honestly. So get him the ball. Let him show what he can do and start to build a star up. And, I mean, I think Green is an important piece, too, because I want Green to make it up as he goes. I want him to be able to improvise. But he also has to play under control. So I think that beyond playmakers – an important piece is green and how he performs. If he plays under control, limits turnovers, and has a couple explosive plays, I think we're in good shape. Well, I'm going to just go with the whole secondary. Uh, needs to truly step up. I think Bishop, honestly, is not as good as they all make him sound, Kevin. Um, he dropped a wide-open interception in the pit in the uh, – Penn State game, and then he is the also the guy who blew the coverage for the, the Duquesne long touchdown. So I think there's some issues on that side of the ball. So I, that's they need to step up. They this is the biggest game of the year by far. I think we all can agree. Even if we lost every game after this and we won this game, we're all going to be happy. Yep. We're all we're still going to want Neil Brown fired, but we're all going to be on a happier tone. Yes. Um, I would like to take that long drive 
happy. Yeah. It would be nice. It sucked last year being pissed off driving back. Yeah. Um, but I think the the secondary needs to step up. I think they need to stick to their game plan, communicate, actually go after the ball, not all the stuff that they were doing this past week. Um on the offensive side, I'm gonna go with what you kind of mentioned, Leland. Um, you kind of said Gallagher. I'm gonna go with Clement. Same idea. This kid knows this rivalry. He grew up hating Pitt. He grew up loving West Virginia. He showed up to get his, his scholarship. I think it's his turn to kind of take that step. Um, but I also want to see those tight ends get involved more. Mm-hmm. I want I want that t- our tight end to get what 10, 15 touches, just even if they just throws to him and he doesn't catch him. I at least just want him targeting because it'll make the running game for you know cj that much easier so that's that's where i'm at that's what i i think um let me ask you something do you guys think he's gonna get in the game clement yes yeah i i think i know it was duquesne but he showed breakaway speed that you, you can't coach that. That's just, he's fast. He's so gone. I do think that they'll use him on the outside. I think they clocked him at like 21, 22 miles an hour at one point. Yeah. So he is a fast kid. So I'll take it. Put him on the outside. Put, um, you know, the other guy, um, the one you mentioned, Kevin, I already forgot his name. Devin Carter. Carter on the inside more. Let him play almost like a tight end type role. Same big body over the middle, short routes. That's what he's there for. He's not there to get you the long ball. So I'd like to see that. But And you know what? You just mentioned a very interesting thing. You just mentioned you already forgot the guy's name. And that is a problem. A huge, huge problem. I remember we the, the poster released of the schedule of the team. I could not name a single person on there. Except so, for Green. We all know who he is. That's it. He No, he wasn't even on there. It was like I Sean Martin. It was CJ Donaldson. I think Wyatt Milam was on there. And like a, one of the other seniors. But that's a problem. We need some star power. So if someone like Clement can show out and be a star like he was last week, or like you said, Leland had been raving for him, we get Ronnie Gallagher in, who's been torching people in high school. That's locally, that that's that's a big deal. We need something like that because going into a team and we don't even know who some of the star skill players are. That's that's troubling. That's just me though. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah we'll see. All right, so is everyone ready to go tailgating? That's like my big question, honestly. Right. I'm very, very, very excited because I get to see Leland again. Because it's it's a it, a streak that I have. I will make sure I continue to uphold is to see Leland every year when I go to Morgantown. It's the first priority. See Leland tailgate with his peeps, and I'm excited. I already had people message me and let me know that they're going to be in the game. They told me where they're going to be, so. I'm excited just to be back in Morgantown, 
we've been waiting for this trip uh for i don't know Merit, what did we like really Trippy. start talking like during we start like, talking about the this winter like, i don't even know if it was in the winter i think we started talking about it on the way back last year we're like all right so we're doing this again yeah and i and, and i think we like really started to put the gas on it i think towards like january or february um yeah because i was said i was buying season tickets this year no matter what and then it was all right we have to do this like there's just no way we don't go to this game after um, last year too yeah like i i think if i had gotten season tickets no matter what i was going to this one um but you better have oh he so imagine tough. leland merit just not go to the biggest game and he's just signed up for season tickets i think people would probably take his season tickets away they oh, would. Yeah. They would. They would. They would definitely mm-hmm. take them. Um, no, I think we we've been playing this for a long time. I, it, this is just one of those games you have to be at. Like I, I'm excited. Kevin Leland's tailgate spot's like five minute walk from ours. Yeah. So he's already coming over for breakfast. We're gonna have that griddle fired right up. We're gonna be throwing some egg sandwiches on there. We're gonna be making anything and everything. Um. You know, I've got friends that I'm going to probably bounce around to go see at some point. So once that happens, we'll just kind of go do our thing. We'll meet back up somewhere <laughs> and uh, go from there. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I'm just excited that everyone's going to be excited. It's going to there should be an energy in Morgantown that hasn't been around for a while. So that's going to be nice. I mean, Virginia Tech at home a couple years ago had some of that energy but not really because it's virginia tech so having that energy of arrival being here it's going to be fun i'm really looking forward to it yeah i i can't wait like honestly this has been probably not gonna sleep thursday because (laughs) i just you have to pack yeah i'll probably go to pack that night thursday because that's just I'm going to be too excited and you're going to be coming at like four in the morning. So at that, rate, I ain't going to be there till like five thirty, six o'clock. So shut it. But still again, might as well just, you know, stay up, figure it out and just let the good times roll because oh, yeah. we're coming home. I can't wait. Right, and the best part is, is like, we don't have to leave. We don't have to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Like the four of us, that's going from the New York area. We're staying out by Cheat Lake, so we're 15 minutes out. It's honestly like perfect for us. Like, yeah, it's a straight shot to the stadium. Which Come I'll for- say, I still don't know how you got such a great I deal don't on that. Know how I got that deal? That's the best deal ever. I honestly thought where you got that that we were. I should have forked up a lot more money. But no, I so Leland for months. I had my wife, Kevin, myself. We were looking for Airbnbs hotel rooms, anything and everything, nothing. Everything was sold out for this coming weekend. Somehow, some way, I got us um spot at Cheat Lakes Hotel, whatever it is, for like, like 600 cranberry? bucks. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's nice. I've heard it's really it, nice. It's $600, so. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No. God, no. Like, um. Yeah, I the Lakeview uh golf resort trademark collection by Wynn is what we're staying at. Oh that yeah, that'll be perfect. 
Oh yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I looked at like the images of it and you can look out on a cheap lake. Yeah. I yeah, really I hope I have that view. Yeah. Yeah. I, that'll be a good spot. Yeah. So um, I, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be very, very excited for that. From the sounds of it, everyone's going to Kegler's Friday night. Um, Kevin Doc might be going apparently, even though he told us he was not going to this game. He, we won't see him, unfortunately. Probably not. It'd be great. Um, Leland might come out. We'll see. You know, we'll see some old college friends and colleagues and classmates, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And a lot of beer will be drank. Absolutely. Oh, God. I'm just thinking about the alcohol that's going to be, I'm going to consume this weekend. I'm not going to drink for like months. It's the best part. That's true. And I say months, and I mean like months, and I mean like I'll probably drink the following weekend. (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right, boys. Um, What are our score predictions? That's what, that's my last question I got here is what's the score predictions at this point? Leland, you can, you can uh, kick us off. Uh, 35, 14 WBU. Wow. Okay bounce the shit out of them. Yeah. All right. All right. Kev? I am going to go 28-3. Wow. All right, Kevin. A touchdown a quarter. Touchdown a quarter. All right. Wow. Y'all are literally making it look like we're just going to destroy somebody. Um, I'm going to go with 27 27- 10. Okay. Of course, us, not Pitt, because God, that's got awful. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's, we start slow. I think that's what happens. Yeah. We get, I think we're going to get field goals first. And I think Pitt's going to get the lead and take a seven to six lead at the end of the first quarter. And then after that, we'll figure it all out. Yeah. We're going to run some ridiculous bubble screen. If it's going to get fumbled run back for some sort of like close touchdown and then we wake up in the second half and start to blow him out. If he does another trick play on fourth and two, I will run on the field and start beating his ass. <laughs> oh, about the field. Can we all ask, can we all just talk about the stupid field pass or field seats they have now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It looks absolutely ridiculous. It looks like like a playpen it does looks like a like a like a farmer's playpen like that you why don't you just like do something where it's like you put like the students in like a, like a little i don't know like instead of like putting i don't i don't know how to describe it, like some sort of like thing that you just put the students you just get them all riled up i thought they were going to extend and close that area off and have the players come out of like a tunnel right there and that was it not do this stupid little fenced in area for people to sit there. Like yeah. you're trying to be the NFL and the NFL knows what they're doing with this. Yeah. I'm all for like creative ways to bring in revenue and stuff, but that's just, it looks so dumb. Yeah. It, it looks freaking horrible. And when I saw the renderings, I was just like, wait, what is this? Yeah. Turned out even worse than the, the renderings. Crazy. I know. I know. I did see all the funny ones though. They were like, oh, look, there's a water slide. Yeah. 
I'll say, oh, actually, that that actually be a little bit that more entertaining. Cool. Yeah. But I wish it was more right behind the uprights so that when the ball comes through, you could try to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that would be exciting. It's going yeah. to take a pretty bad shank to reach them. But college kickers are known to shank the ball. It's very true. Especially West Virginia ones. Yep. Well, that's all I got. Kevin, did I miss anything since Andrew is not here? Did I miss anything? I mean, I missed a bunch. I didn't come into like half the podcast. So I don't, I, how would I know if you missed anything? I don't know. I just, I got to ask the questions here. Um, Let me think. I don't think so. Um, Other than I see your West Virginia hat. Very nice. I need to get an, a new one from my uncle because my mom texted me a picture of his that looks like it got beat to shit. So I got to buy him a new hat. This and in my jersey today is Chinese national team for football. Um, nice. I just I just came straight from work, uh, so I was late to the pod. Cause shout out to so much construction going on on my way home. So yeah, that's what I have, and I'm super excited for this weekend. This is gonna be a lot of fun. The turn up is gonna be real. My Instagram stories are gonna be a lot of fun. Do not forget wait. that thing you need to bring, the camera thing. I got to figure out how to work it first. Uh, if I if I can't figure out how to work it, Mary, I'm not bringing it. You're still going to bring it. We'll figure it out on the road. But Andrew knows this stuff. He can figure it out. All right. I'll bring it. Leland, FYI. So we have this camera thing that was accidentally left from one of my sister's like work events in which – I thought it was my sister's. My sister's like, I don't own such a thing. So she's like, F it, keep it. And this is what we have. So I will, I'll let our producer handle all that fun stuff. But yeah, unfortunately, Andrew couldn't make it. But that's all I got so far. Um, Stay tuned for the content. For those that don't know, we had Kevin Jones on the podcast the other week. So I got to make sure I put up something on the Instagram so we could share and that's I think that's all I have, Merritt. Well man, I'm a man of few words, like you said on Joe on the podcast with Joe Mac. I'm very quiet. <laughs> Until you get to know you real well. Yeah, no, I think I'm still quiet. <laughs> well, Kevin, that's all I got. Uh to Leland, thank you for joining. It's always a pleasure. We can't wait to see you Friday evening, Friday afternoon, whenever you get out of work. Um, but Kevin. Get us out of here, bro. Yes. Uh, once again, we got to thank our guy, Leland, Mother and Reed, a.k.a. West Virginia's favorite son, the guy. Leland, always a pleasure, sir. I can't wait to see you this weekend. Any socials that people should find you at? Not anymore. They're all private now, so no. They are all private, so the hell with you guys. Get yep. away from them. Um, But, yeah, thank what God we got. Leland before he went private. That's true. I know. We're, true. we're a big deal. We're a big deal. So, yeah, for us also, we just have to say happy 100th episode as this is episode 100. Merit has 001. It's upside down. That's amazing. Yes, team, <laughs> we are at episode 100. The fact that Merit hasn't want to throw me off a cliff yet or divorce me from this is a miracle so to anyone i'm waiting for joe watching on youtube 
hey, it is what it is. And then I'm going to have to go solo. Then maybe I end up being more famous. But <laughs> regardless, thank you to those that have been continuing to listen after 100 episodes. Hopefully you will still continue to listen as we are approaching not one, but two years of doing this podcast. It's been a pleasure. It has become my hobby. Shout out to Merritt for dealing with me and shout out to our producer, Andrew. We don't give that man enough love, even though we give him a lot of tough love as sometimes our stuff isn't released on time or for three weeks at a time. But we love Andrew. He works really hard. He's crushing it in school. Busy guy. And yeah, so thank you to those that continue to listen to us and watch us on the YouTube, which is at the Manly Musings podcast. And please continue to listen to us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Amazon Play. We are on Google Play. Make sure you follow Merritt at his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Follow me at my Instagram at KQuaver624, the Instagram that Merritt, the only handle that he got right when he did the outro a couple weeks ago, which I thought was hilarious. And of course, follow the podcast Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. I have to say, I'm super proud that our page, the Manly Musings podcast Instagram went from less than 100 followers and we're at 189 right now. So shoot, let's get us to 200 people. Give us this weekend's job, 200. Yes, if we can get there, that'd be amazing. And yeah, make sure you guys continue to like and subscribe, leave a comment, say hello, and stay tuned for the we out here that is coming from this trip. It's going to be, it might have to be like a two-parter because I think it's just going to be too crazy. It's going to be a lot. It's going to yes. be a lot. Peace, y'all. Peace. Thanks, y'all.